The Octane Fuel Your Fire podcast is brought to you by Gatorade Endurance and the DFW Tri Club. Go to dfwtriclub.com and dfwtriclub.com slash calendar to choose from over 1,000 coached workouts every year. Sign up today at DFW Tri Club. And we are also brought to you by Gatorade Endurance. Anyone can go the extra mile. Gatorade Endurance is for the people who want to go the extra five miles. It's got more carbs, calories, and electrolytes to help meet endurance athletes' needs. It's going to be the on-site nutrition for Ironman for the next three years. Available at specialty retail stores at fuelbelt.com and at Amazon. So go out and try some Gatorade Endurance. Hey everybody, uh, Coach Dave here. Wanted to uh, preface this episode with, uh, I guess, a bit of a word of warning. Um, Not to drive anybody away, but mostly if you listen to the podcast around your kids and stuff, this may be the episode that you listen to on your adult time. Uh, We are calling this the douchebag episode. Uh, We're having some fun with it, but uh, we're going to discuss some of the um, folks that we've encountered in in our journey through endurance sports and uh we've got some pretty good examples they're going to be we hope it's entertaining and we hope that it's funny um but again i mean these are real stories so things we've seen out there uh behaviors from people we even talk a little bit about what our uh biggest d-bag moment would be just personally because we're all guilty of charged uh from time to time so um, sit back and enjoy it. Again, the reason we're doing this one is we, we really wanted to have some fun with it. Um, again, these are real world examples, but um, we still did have some fun kind of recording and talking and discussing it. At the end of the episode, we talk a little bit about a, a little uh, run in I had out at Lake Grapevine uh, on a bike ride with a road rage guy with this uh, who apparently was in a big hurry to get in the lake and fish and uh, wanted to let me know that I was in the way riding on the right side of the road on my bike. And we had a pretty funny interaction in hindsight. Wasn't funny when it happened, but in hindsight, it was pretty funny. Uh, you hear about uh, kind of my how I how I deal with conflict, which is uh, I pretty much just try to make try to make fun, of, make it light and keep it fun. And at the same time, point out poor behavior. Uh, so anyway, sit back, relax, enjoy it. Um, again, probably not safe for uh, child's ears and uh, out loud at work. So put your headphones on and enjoy this episode and hope we get a few couple laughs out of it. And if you've got any of these stories that you'd like to share with us, please uh, please do so. Head over to facebook.com slash Athletics and drop us a message. And uh, maybe we'll kind of have a follow-up episode to this and some of the some of the listeners' stories of what they've encountered out there, because I know we've all run into some folks a time or two. Anyway, enjoy it, guys. We'll talk to you really soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. No diggity? I like the way you work, kid. Uh, douchebag episode, Randall, is douchebags that we've either witnessed or heard of in endurance sports. Oh, really? An example would be the guy who shows up to transition five minutes before transition closed and asks you to move all your shit so he can get on the rack. (laughs) Are we recording?
We are right now, but this is we haven't officially started. We we, we probably need to, but no, um, there's a lot of douchebaggery yesterday. He says he so he's got his computer out because supposedly he's got a list of forty. I've of got twenty eight ar- douchebag douchebaggy things. <laughs> wow, twenty eight archetypes. And I tell you what, and it actually took me about thirteen seconds to put it together. That's what's more impressive. <laughs> That's a lot of commitment. But, but yeah, he, this so, guy's prepared for the show. Oh, he he this 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 show this episode. This is a request. This, oh, okay. this this is a Sexton original right here. Yeah, <laughs> I've wanted to do one of these before because we need know, some edge to our. Our, our well, I've got a rant, so remind me, and I'll rant later. Oh, all right. Well, hey, why don't we not waste any more time? So, um, this is episode twenty, guys. I'm here with Mike and Randy. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode, I think. We're probably going to offend some. Uh, everyone, everyone will be offended because you've all been this guy at one point or time. Yeah, I mean, is there going to be backlash? I hope so. Yeah, it's social backlash. Well, well, I mean, the one person in question um, it doesn't listen anymore, supposedly. So I give zero, you know, what's about <laughs> that. Uh, yeah, so we're going to talk today about some of the types of folks that we've seen uh, in our in our goings on in the endurance community. This so, this this episode's not going to be safe for work. So yeah. turn your stereo down or put in your earbuds or listen in your car and put the kids turn don't let the kids listen cuz they're going to have questions that you don't want to answer in the car on the way to uh, the daycare center. Are we going to have to slap an e on this one? Uh no, cuz if we do that then uh, yeah, I mean, you know, if we let it roll, then we let it roll. <laughs> I haven't dropped an f bomb yet. I have We're not. 20 been... episodes in. You guys know how fond I am of that word. <laughs> no, it, it's one of my favorites. I'm gonna impressive. have to. I'm gonna have to actually um, amend my list because I've actually got f bombs right here written down. Well, so. we, you know, so you can say f word. I will say f word. No, you know what? Or f Just fine. We can let it fly. I, we've been clean for 20 episodes. Is I don't time? think I've used profanity one time. Probably not. You're an altar boy. Uh, I'm waiting for the Mac to ring though, because my phone just rang. Oh no. Stupid Dude, thing. you know how hard I laughed when I listened that to that? That was awesome. I almost edited it out, and I'm like, no, this is funny. <laughs> Do you hear me, Apple? <laughs> Do you hear me, Apple? It was good. God, it pissed me off. I still have, by the way, just for the record, I still have not turned it off. <laughs> somewhere somewhere Johnny Ives is like, oh my God, Dave, I am, Dave Jimenez is yeah, pissing You us. haven't heard he's from kept Apple us, he, about this? He, he's no, kept no, us alive. No, not on there, An Apple representative has not <laughs> shit about me. <laughs> Although I'm sure somewhere in the metadata in the NSA database, <laughs> there is the the file of me saying something bad about Apple. But kind, kind of like Iron Man, not really caring that the about Terry and uh, Emery last week. And we'll oh, they, I talked to him yesterday, and he said that they might refund his money. They might, mm. or they might not. Hey, do you guys want to have some fun? Yeah. All right, jihad. All right, see, now we're on the database. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Now we're going to have dudes in black vans outside of our <laughs> I house. I know, it. terrible. Okay, so real quick, um, we're going to get into this. So it's going to be fun. We're going to have a good time. There might be some language you don't like. We hope that you will laugh with us, um, even laugh at us if you want. I really don't care um, if you laugh at me. I'm pretty self-deprecating, so it's kind of my sense of humor. But before we get started... Um, Pretty happy to announce we've got forty-eight thousand and something downloads on this on this podcast, which is pretty awesome. Um, but here's what I need for you guys to do uh, as a gift to me uh, and Mike and Randy. My light keeps flickering in here. It's probably because we have this. 
podcast ring. <laughs> sucking sucking the down. Life out of this so much city power. Um, I need you guys to go to iTunes and and rate the podcast and it, leave a, leave a comment if you can. Um, we haven't done good with that, but uh, we we need that we need that help. I need yeah. you guys to do that. So, like right now, pause and go to iTunes and do that for me. I will put a link in the show notes so you can tap on the logo on your uh, whatever podcast player you're using on your phone. Pretty much if you tap on the the, uh, the album art, it'll give you the show notes on most of them, and there'll be a link in there where you can go do this pretty easy. But if you guys can do that, uh, we all really appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. It's really just an exposure thing. We... It's not a way for us to make any more money doing this because we're not doing that now. But I would like to get more people listening um, because, you know, that's kind of why we do it. And I think while that's been good and we can beat our chest over the 48,000 downloads we have, I think it could be better. And, um, you know, we're trying to get better at this. And so uh, for, you know, or for you, it'd be good. You know when this thing really started taking off? When? Is when one Mike Sexton started to attend his regularly. Voice. I mean, with this thought, with and this... his knowledge base. But we also noticed that it's actually starting to tail off a little bit too. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe it's too much Mike think, Sexton. Okay. Yeah, I think that this episode here that we're about to get into, you know, is probably gonna, it's probably gonna be a cross a crossroads <laughs> for us. <laughs> People are either gonna take a left and be really into what we're into, or they're gonna take a right and go, these guys are. Well, look, one of the reasons why I think this is a great podcast and one of the reasons why I tell people to listen to this podcast is because we speak to the every man and the every woman that does triathlon. This is not the guy that's geeked out on, I've said before, y'all values and what the intensity factor is on their race and, and, and what the, the, the drag coefficients of, you know, zip wheels versus head wheels. I mean, those guys that they're out there and there's a lot of podcasts that do that. And I think that's good um, for people that are into that, but. We have like everyday problems, real real issues. So people people ask us, we don't go through this whole. Oh well, you need um, you know three uh, grams of sugar for every ten kilograms of. The, I mean, just real life. Like, hey, this is something you can actually use. You're not measuring your urine output. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think uh, that's a really good point. It's like I'm not here to try to talk to you above your yeah your level yeah. of of headspace, right? So. I went I'm to not a, here to tell you how smart I am. I'm here to just to try to help you get to the information that you want to get to and hopefully help you filter out the overabundance of bad information right. there is out there, which is another reason why when Randy asked me if I wanted to do this, it's one of the big reasons why I said yes is there's so much shit out there. Well, you just want to keep it simple. I mean, exactly. if you keep if you overdo it, the thing that I've seen is that people overdo everything. They 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 over monitor. They over. I mean, how was my workout? How was this workout? Well, how is it compared to the last twelve? Now there's something to talk about. Mm-hmm. Give me data points. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's the other thing, and and that's why you know when when we conceptualize this particular um, episode. <laughs> it was it was actually based on going to a race and seeing these guys and gals my, that just my giggle, my goofy giggle. <laughs> <laughs> you know why I want to start this? Start it. Start the it. Podcast. Go. No, no. The, oh, the, the reason why? Itself. Oh, the podcast in general. Yeah, is why? because so there is some great information out there. Yeah. As far, but it's it's dry. Yeah. Mm. It, it really is, and I'm not knocking these guys at all, but I wanted something that's fun. Mm. You know, uh, laid back, funny. Yeah. Well, hopefully we're all self-deprecating, large men in tights. Oh, boy, we are 
We've got some meat around this table, ladies and gentlemen. We could. We could uh, Speaking we could, of meat, we actually have a guest no. here yeah. <laughs> in a cooler. There's a table. There's a chair full of, of wild various game, meats and sausages. Probably fourteen or fifteen meals of meat for a football team. All right, let's that's start. Gonna, let's that's going to confuse this. people. You recognize it? That's going to make people go, "Wait, what?" Oh yeah, that's a good point. It's uh, Randy brought Mike and I some uh, some of his wild pig. <laughs> <laughs> that he had processed, and then there's some deer, deer sausage. Uh, and for those that's of Texas, us live, very where Texas. we live, um, that that stuff. When you have a hunter friend, and they ask if you want some of the takings, you you take it. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so I'm going to start this. Uh, Yay! I'm going to start this by probably giving you guys my most recent experience with endurance knuckleheadism which Michael called douchebag. We'll call him all kinds of different things. We were at Galveston, and uh, Mike and I were running around like crazy that morning. I'm trying to take athlete's salts and stuff like that. And <laughs> finally hooked back up with Mike after the swim wave start, and I go, dude, I got the perfect way to start the podcast about the knucklehead. And he goes, okay, give it to me, because I've seen a couple today. I go, no, not one like this. And I walk past one of the club tents, and there's a dude – with his uh, tri top off, of course off, off doing curls with thirty five pound dumbbells. Oh boy, because that's the proper warm up. Yeah, I mean, because you got to look good in your tri top. <laughs> you know, curls for the girls. Shirtless. He is, I am not kidding you. If I'm lying, I'm dying. He was doing curls, and I just I had to look twice to make sure I was <laughs> seeing what I thought I was seeing. I've seen people use bands, you know, and yeah, yeah. Up, I mean, that's what I, I take bands with me sometimes. Working on your shoulders, like the things this you're going to be using in the swim. Straight up doing dumbbell curls. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's a literally lot. Literally on the run course. The, the, <laughs> the biceps are a very important. Yeah, it's the it's, key to the swim. I was like, and Mike just looks at me. He goes, "No, no, that's not possible." There's Who a lot of that? thought that went into that. Someone no. had to think. I need to pack my 35 Dude, I know. They brought dumbbells. 70 pounds of weights with them yeah. To, to the... Yeah, exactly. Hold on, honey. <laughs> I forgot uh, my 35 Babe, we're going to have to we're gonna have to leave the kid home because I can't carry his 70 pounds and my 70 pounds How of How am I going to get my squat rack into this Fiat? <laughs> I mean, I don't understand what I'm going to do. How am I going to get ready for this workout if I don't... Oh, oh man. my goodness. Yeah, that 35 was... 35-pound dumbbells. He told me that. I, I looked at him. I said, you've got to be kidding me. He no. goes, no. I, wish, I really wish I was. Did he have sunglasses on? I don't... I didn't... I was so caught up in the fact that the man was doing dumbbell curls without his tri-top on. Which he was probably in like the fifteenth wave too, so he's doing dumbbell curls know, an hour and a half before he actually goes. I don't know. It was, oh, it was, it was one awesome. of the guys, one of the club tents, and I was like, "There's more of him. Where that came from?" <laughs> <laughs> he's probably the president of the club. That's the uh, best part. And but yeah, so that's the kind of thing that we're going to talk yeah. about today, guys. Is is are those people? So I've got. Yeah, I have a pretty comprehensive list. Um, <laughs> Mike literally has the back out. It's exhaustive. It, it, it took it took me about fifteen <laughs> seconds to come up with this. Well, I've been around the sport for about seven, eight years now. So, and and what's funny is there's some crossover. So I played rugby before, and there's crossover. There's the, the, that guy, him, mm-hmm. him, we, him boy. We know who he is. He is in every single sport, exactly from rugby to triathlon to beer league softball. That guy is there. You know the guy. So there was this guy. This is not to totally derail, but there's this one guy who is one of the worst rugby players I've ever seen. Like 
literally the only reason he got to play is because their team needed 15 people and they only had 14 on the field. You know, he was that guy. But he would tape up all his knuckles. You're right. Like he did in football, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, the problem is he was never tackling anybody. He never caught the ball and he never did anything with it. So the purpose of taping your knuckles is not to have sticky fingers, (laughs) but to, you know, protect your knuckles from being dislocated. And he never was in a situation where that would actually happen. It was the funny, like everyone would just look over at him and go, What's he doing you over just there? Just have to look the part, man. <laughs> yeah, you gotta look the just part. Just have to look the part. And that brings us to my first D bag of triathlon. <laughs> so listen, guys, I don't have a six pack. <laughs> I will be the first to admit, and maybe if I did, I'd look at this differently. But the guy or the girl, like the girl that only wears sports bras everywhere she goes, like <laughs> everywhere. And when she's at a store, she's wearing a sports bra. When right. she goes to the store, she's wearing. I mean, the girl that wears a sports bra everywhere. And the guy that doesn't own a shirt, mm. like he is just like you have to have a shirt on in the race, and he's the guy that wants to pull his shirt off, and he's being oppressed by Iron Man because he can't have his shirt off during yeah. the bike and the run. Yeah, because it's a rule you have to cover your yeah. midriff. It's it's. I so, didn't know that. Oh yeah, yeah. To comply with ITU, which is what they try to do in WTC, you have to cover your your belly. Oh yeah, there was a lady like screaming at guys coming out of transition on the run. Put put your shirt on, you'll be DQ'd. I mean, like it was intense, but these people are offended. Because they have to cover this mm. massiveness. Can I flip that on its side? Sure. Um, I'm going to be the, the douchebag for a second here. You have your shirt off? Are you about to take your shirt no, off? No, we no. have a camera here. <laughs> My shirt will stay on, sir. I wear, I wear a shirt as much as possible. Um, oh, how do I say this without really pissing people off? Listen. Uh, spandex, sports bras... All of those things, they're a privilege, not a right. <laughs> okay? I understand that we live in a free country, and I understand you can go buy that stuff. But I, I don't walk around wearing my tri-top any more than I have to because I recognize I look like a sausage in it. <laughs> well, but see, this is the thing. Look, I, I want to... We don't want people self-conscious about what they wear on the... Because I don't look good in this. I don't look good in Lycra. No, you know, me either. Most of us don't. Um, but it's the people, that's what I'm saying. Like the people that aren't self-aware that Mm. maybe, maybe we don't want to get on those people (laughs) too much, but I think it's the people that are too self-aware that think they, that think they look awesome. That like, I have to have my shirt off and wear these tidy whities everywhere I go so that people can, it's just funny to me. Like those people that there was a guy, there was a guy yelling at people at the Galveston course. He was drunk. Um, and he, he had, was drunk at an Ironman. Oh, yeah, event. yeah. And he was part of this one team that is notorious for being loud and rowdy, which is okay. That's their bit, you know. Um, but he was yelling at people and, like, people are it's, – it's 90 degrees with 97% humidity. People are dying on the run course at this point. And he's yelling at him, why are you walking? What's wrong with you? Yeah. It's an Ironman. He's not, and he's not in the race. Yeah, he's not in the race. He's drunk on the side. But, he but took, he's doing Ironman Texas, so – if I see him and he's walking, <laughs> line him up. That's a perfect segue. So yesterday I competed at a wonderful event called. <laughs> no, dude, it was perfect. The water was great. Yeah, I it, heard was, it was nice. It was it was extraordinary. And so, and I did the sprint, and I did the sprint untrained. Um, <laughs> untrained. <laughs> so, um, whoa, stop! Did you say? Um, trained, <laughs> U-M, as in you're thinking about mm, trained, Training. or no. untrained, like no, did not trained. Uniform November, untrained. <laughs> so, 
I'm coming in on the, the home stretch. I look at the old Polar V800, and I notice <laughs> that I have a half a mile left. And so on that course, you kind of uh, – it kind of jar uh, – goes off to the side and you kind of run through some campgrounds and everything and there's some families there and, and i get to the end and this guy's just like sprint come on sprint you got this it's all you and, and i literally almost stopped and said dude i'm not competing like there was no one it's around the breaks, me. Dude. there was no it's one in front of me there was no one behind me and i i get this guy is excited and he's happy and he wants me to do well but bottom line is, who are we really competing against? <laughs> Unless you're going to win the age group. He's um, just motivating you, Randy. Don't, don't hate the it motivators. Would, it made me angry. <laughs> because you know I was, what? I it was, made you angry because you were I was in pain. I'm trained. I was untrained. <laughs> I was in pain. Had you been trained, you would have been like, You would have kicked yeah, it up. Dude. You would have dropped from six-minute miles to fours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so well, and as a big guy, I mean, I'm sure we all have gotten this. As a big guy, that come on, big guy, you got oh this. My yeah, God. like like we're like we're look. Don't be the douchebag that assumes that just because someone is a big guy or a big gal that it's they're not first they're not fit yeah. or they're not fast. You look at a big guy running, and you think, oh man, he's struggling, and he's cl- clipping off eight minute miles. One of my one of my buddies, uh, Jeff Casto, he is. Um, I mean, when he when he was like. Maximum fitness. He's a big dude. He, his nickname is Diesel. Okay, he's a big dude. And Jeff, I mean, Jeff could do sub twenty five k's. That that's how he rolled. And wow. he would push big watts, and he was just fit. But he didn't look the part, you know. And we did a beer mile. I think he did it in under six minutes. No. A beer mile. Like, mm. and he just, I mean, he's that kind of guy. What's but a beer mile, Mike? I've heard of it. Uh, <laughs> Google that. Um, call Apple. Anyways, but it was just one of those deals where he's like, don't. Don't be that dude that makes assumptions that just because this guy's a little bigger. Yeah. One of the one of braggadocia. One of my favorite deals when I was at, like really at the t- top of my game training for Ironman um, Coeur d'Alene. I did a, a a camp weekend and I did a race that same weekend. So it was on the Sunday we did the race after about three days of about twelve and a half fifteen hours of training. So I was coming into it pretty fatigued, but I my 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 race plan was to swim as hard as I could, bike as hard as I could, and hold on for the run. That was that my actual plan from my coach. So I got out there on the bike and I hammered the bike. I mean I hammered it. And it was an Olympic. It was my, I think it was my first Olympic actually. Came in, got off on the run and just I mean I threw up twice on the run. I ran as hard <laughs> as I've ever run in my life. And nice. I don't I don't remember what my time was. I came across the finish line and I'm like dying. And it was I was really impressed with my effort. I'm not gonna lie. And uh this guy comes up about 10 seconds after me and he goes, dude, I've been trying to catch you since we got out of the swim. All I can think about is, well, I can get that fat guy and I'll be oh, fine. Nice. He told me that at the finish line. And I'm literally like, to your face, you mother. And, and it, there was a, there's a bit of satisfaction knowing that, no, you didn't catch the fat guy. Yeah. So yeah, don't assume because it's a big guy that, Oh, you can, you can do it little man. It's like that. Uh, it's like that picture on the internet with the old man and, and he's running a marathon, I think. And he goes, I'm old, I'm slow, but I'm in front of you. Is what it says on his <laughs> yeah, T-shirt. Yeah, it's but, on the back of his shirt. So, I'm yeah. old, I'm slow, but I'm in front of you. And cheer, cheer people on, but don't sure. assume because they're big that they're not they're, they're not clipping it away, you know? That's mm-hmm. another thing. So that you're a douchebag if you do that. <laughs> <laughs> douchebag. Um, all right, so what else? Oh, so the guy or the gal that has nothing else to talk about 
but triathlon and their training. Oh the, my goodness. The first rule about triathlon is you talk about triathlon. Oh. Isn't that, it's the same thing with CrossFit. Yeah, right? that's where I got that from. Oh really? Yeah, oh, CrossFit. No, you know, uh, um, what is that movie? With uh, Brad Pitt. Fight Club? Fight Club. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh no, so it's, uh, I have on here, dude, we know you race. We get that you pushed FTP everywhere you go. <laughs> Why are you single again? <laughs> you know, oh, I I got this race and I've I've got this and I'm gonna buy this skier and I, uh huh, uh huh. Well, I, you know, I was on the internet and I was researching. I went to uh, DC Rainmaker and uh, looked at the different uh, Garmin's and you know, really, I think the V800 uh, Polar is obviously the best because it has the, 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 the capabilities. Yet I have no idea how to use it, yeah. by the way. But yeah, D bag. Sorry. <laughs> um, oh, one. the Facebook guy that puts every workout on. Oh, I like this one. That one, the the workout or what they're eating every single like. I was, I was that guy. Oh, you sent a picture out D-bag. of your blunder this morning. I did. Yeah, it was I like. I, I used to be an every workout poster guy. Yeah, and then I started to think about it. What I started. You realize you're a d bag. No, yeah. So what I what I start what was interesting about this is I started to get annoyed by people doing that. <laughs> but then you it realize came full circle. That's when I realized. I am that guy. I am that You're guy. You're that guy. I don't so I'll m- post every once in a while, but if you have like a breakthrough yeah, workout or a or bad something, one. Yeah. Or you're racing or it's not every day. You can post it. <clears throat> yeah, I have an example of this that I have to tell a story of. So and it'll make a couple of my buddies out in California pretty pretty happy that I mentioned brought this up. But there's this couple. And uh, he's a good athlete. She is not as good an athlete. But she will literally post a picture. She'll she'll post four pictures a run. And they're all perfect. (laughs) Like, they're all... She's bounding in the air perfectly. Perfect lean. Meanwhile, nobody should have that amount of of glide. Michael Jordan slamming a basketball (laughs) didn't have that much air. (laughs) Every and it's like this upshot, and it's like that's like a three camera shoot. Every time you go for, a, it's, you know how much work that is. It's like, and I want to ask the question like, what's your training look like? Yeah, I just priced my form. That's it. That's yeah, form. and and then you go to a race, and for the first time, I actually got to see them run. Oh my god! Doesn't look like that at all. Oh my god! It was it was unbelievable. It's like, where's where's the the. Double. Where's the stand-in? Where's Where's Crowy? Where's the Crowy? It's yeah. So I don't get it. I don't get it. So I don't do it anymore. Yeah. I used to do it a lot. Good. Um. But and to 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 some folks that do do it, it's again. It really just depends on what you're doing. But if you're motivating people, you post one a week, or you know, you you go on a four-hour bike ride, your first one ever. First, yeah. First, post post your post post your 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 ass off. I don't care about that, but. Don't desensitize people to it. You know, if you want to inspire somebody, show you did one thing that they couldn't believe you did. Don't yeah. don't go, oh, I did another hour uh, at Zone 2 today. Oh, I did another hour at Zone 2 today. Oh, I didn't. Nobody cares. <laughs> I will tell you this, though, Dave, that your picture actually inspired me because I've got one of those high-speed blenders. And I thought, <laughs> you know what? I should go to the store today and buy some blueberries. And it's because I saw a picture of your blueberries. Yeah, so I, I posted this morning about... Um, I'm in the taper for Texas, so I posted this morning my morning green fruit shake thing that I made, and 
honestly haven't had one of those in two weeks. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm, I need to be recovered. I need to be kind of eating the stuff that'll take inflammation away. So I went ahead and posted it. So, but I don't post the workouts anymore. Yeah. Good. Good. But anymore. post your good workout, post your bad workout, post a breakthrough workout. Yeah. You want to impress me? Post a shit workout. Yeah. Yeah. And then explain why it was shit. Yeah. That'll show somebody something. Yeah. That will help somebody. I, my, right? my, my race was bad today because I stayed up last night watching the Pacquiao fight or whatever. I mean, I had, a, I had an athlete tell me that. And, she, and it was like, she goes, I would have had a better race if I'd have got more than two hours of sleep. Okay. I would have had a better race at, if you'd have been point, I'm trained. No, well, I would have had a better race if I trained. Um, previous. <laughs> we'll, do, we'll do a podcast on that about training and racing. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're mutually exclusive. No, 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 obviously not. <laughs> and then I had a bad, not a bad, I could have had a better race at 70.3 in Austin if I hadn't eaten five pounds of, of salt lick of salt lick the night that, before. That's not, yeah, that's not carbo loading. A lot of people don't know that. I see, I got that confused. I thought <laughs> that's it was, meat loading. I thought it was protein no. and fat loading. Yeah. What's the next one? On um, oh, the on your left guy in a race. Oh Lord! That is so angry all the time because you aren't one hundred percent to the right because they're going to win it, obviously. Right. Because they're coming out behind you, the regular age grouper, or they're, the Clydesdale guy. Yeah, yeah. They're screaming on your left. Get out of the damn way! Cussing at people. Oh, that guy, dude. I can't see you behind me. I don't know where you are in space behind me. You people are assholes. And when you and when you start screaming on your left when you're one foot away from me, mm-hmm. it makes it really hard for me to move to my right in enough time for your train that's coming through that's going to explode on the bike later. By the way, I mean on the run later, which is going to be funny when I'm passing you. But that's what I tell folks oh. all the time when those guys come through. Let them come through. You'll see them again. Oh, they're awful humans. They're the, the people that are just so pissy. It's one of those things where you're like, hey, on your left, <clears throat> on your left. If you say it a few times, and I'm I'm giving you. You know, 15 feet of notice, that's yeah. one thing. But the guys are like right in your ear and they start screaming it like, whoa, what are you doing? That's yeah. dangerous. I don't have headphones on, dude. I yeah, hear exactly. you. You can tell me earlier. And I don't know that you're behind me You know because what? I'm cruising. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add to this guy because he's the same guy. This is the guy who's yelling at the volunteer. Oh, my goodness. Down the road when he doesn't know the course like he's supposed to. Right. And he's yelling at them because they don't tell him a half a mile away which way he's going. Yeah. Well, dude. Did you look at the course? Did you drive the course? Did you do what your coach said? There were 600 people out here. I didn't know that Crowey was here racing today. (laughs) I didn't see the motorcycle in front of you. My bad. I hate those people. When I do those clinics at Tri Shop, I tell those, I I literally tell people, do not be that person. Yeah. These volunteers don't get paid. No. They work their tails off. They're not getting anything out of this. They're baking in the sun. So for your enjoyment, don't yell at them. Just biggest douchebags ever. Oh, they're horrible humans. Well, and what's funny is they're the guys that are number douchebag number twelve. <laughs> they're the guy that has the twelve thousand dollar rig, the arrow helmet, the whole thing, and they're going fourteen miles an hour. You know, and they're like they have everything. They won't pay for a coach because they can get everything they need off the internet's. But they have all the gear. They have the newest watch, the newest power, the newest this. New, We'll pay for a coach. Yeah. Haven't gotten any faster since 2003, but they got all the gear and they're yelling yeah. at people on the course. I think those are people that are, tend to be higher up in their companies and tend to have anger and control issues that really need a lot of work on. But yeah, or you know, they again, it's part of that is looking the part. You know, yeah. yeah. Like if I can afford a P5, 
I'm going to buy a P5. <laughs> I don't know if a P5 can fit me. <laughs> I don't know if I have any business being on a P5, but if I can afford it, it is the super bike, so I'm going to buy it. Something happened with my bike fit. Everything wrong was wrong with your bike fit. No, I mean like yesterday when I got oh. out. Yeah, yeah part of it is you haven't been on the bike. That might be it. Yeah, and your fit changed. You've been on. No, I'm not kidding. I'm not. Maybe this, because I've this time I'm not poking fun at you. Twenty pounds. It's probably a little bit of that, but you've been riding the mountain bike. Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's a big difference. If you haven't been on your tri bike, dude, it's smaller it's cranks. I mean, smaller. Uh, smaller. You're yeah. you're closed Gearing. off. You're not right. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, just gotta get back on it. Uh, so I got another one. The guy, the screaming guy on your left guy. They also is the guy that crashes into the aid station on the bike. <laughs> so listen, so we were, I was in Coeur d'Alene and we're cruising along. And so, you know, in an Ironman, if you've never done an Ironman, the aid station for the, for, for the bike is a quarter mile long. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have literally a quarter mile of food, Gatorade, water, whatever. And so you go through, obviously when you go to the aid station, there are other people that are planning to get food, you look over your shoulder, you pay attention, you ease over, and you lower it from 35 miles an hour to, you know, <laughs> 10. For the And, they, you know, they're, they're handing out the water bottle a certain way. There's there's bits and pieces of this. This is stuff you need to practice anyways, but nonetheless. I'm cruising along, and I just pull over. I have to get I, – I, I sweat a lot. I had to grab three bottle, bottles of water. So I grab one, put it down, one other one, and I grab another one, squeeze it, and drink it. And when I pull back out, I hear this god awful <laughs> shit. <laughs> and I look back, and the aid station is obliterated. And this guy, he had to hit it at like twenty miles an hour. And it was like, what I bet, what I'm guessing happened. I never actually got the whole story. What I'm guessing happened is he, somebody was easing over, and he was coming in hot because he was going to win this thing. He was going to Kona. and he was coming in hot. And if, by the way, if you were with me, that means you were in the slow swim wave. You're not going to Kona. And he hit that thing hard enough to knock that whole table over. I look back, the entire table is knocked over, and there's three volunteers laid out, oh, no. including the bike guy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, dude, don't be that douchebag. Just slow down. You're not going to win it. You want the best time. It's an Iron Man. It's going to take a long time. You have, you can make it up later, yeah, Pumpkin. Not only, not Pumpkin. Not only that, but probably, I mean, crashing into a table is... Just oh. generally not good for your body. Oh, dude, <laughs> or your bike. He had to hit it. He had to hit it at twenty miles an hour. I mean, it was just. You, I mean, you, the way the way everything was scattered just out. Cups, at, cups in the air. Oh, it was it was bottles. They had the water bottle because it was those water bottles, you know. Yeah. Water bottles. Just, I mean, just. <laughs> I wish I'd have seen it live. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that looked amazing. So. Yeah. Yeah. Slow down. Um, <laughs> Maybe. Oh. The Iron Man guy that is always training for Iron Man and never getting any better, but always Iron Manning and letting you know that they're training for an Iron Man because they all they do is Iron Man distance. Say Iron Man one more time. They are Iron Man people. They are Iron Men. They are no. They are no longer Iron Man training. They're Iron Men. I. I. And you know, sorry, Dave. I know you're that douchebag right now. But <laughs> it's just. It's so funny to me because you know you look at these guys and they are just all they talk about is how much volume they have. They're more volume, more volume. And it's like, hey, you know, I don't want more volume. You, you did you did this race last year. How, how did you? I'm 15 minutes slower, but you know, it was windier this time. And then 15 <laughs> minutes slower the next year. And you're like, you're always getting slower. You're always injured. You're always. It's like ugh. that's why I don't do the same one twice. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I want to have that excuse. Uh-huh. Well, Maryland was flat bike, and Texas is rolling hills. And yeah. It's hot, so. And so the next one you're gonna do is like St. George. So you have a really oh, I'm oh, no, 85 no, no. miles. Don't kid because... yourself. I'm never going to St. George. <laughs> <laughs> um, who else? Okay, gluten free people. I'm oh, sorry. No. I, I have to attack. Okay, look. I know some of you are. You know silly. what I am? Oh, I'm gluten tolerant. <laughs> I like gluten. I get extra gluten on my food. Can you right, bring look. me a side of gluten? So I, this may offend a lot of you that are obviously the one group of people that are gluten uh, that are gluten intolerant. There are celiacs. I get mm-hmm. it. Okay, it's a real disease. However, the disease state is very very small population wise, and all the, now I hear oh I I cut gluten out of my life and I'm, I feel so much better. You also probably eat more vegetables and fruits and stuff now than you did before when right. you had. Just nothing but sandwiches and grilled cheeses. And it's like, oh, well, that, maybe that has some. No. no, no, it was the gluten. It yes. had to be the gluten. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh. I'm, I'm gluten tolerant. I, it, it irritates me to go anywhere. Like every restaurant you got, uh, our gluten free options are steak and potatoes. Yeah, <laughs> you know? thanks. Like, hey, thanks. Appreciate your business, you know. It's the Didn't news. you have that before? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's but it's the latest now. craze right now. Yeah, well, yeah. There's it's, some books you know out there. You know what's back like, is. is uh, you know, Atkins under a different name. Yeah. Ketosis. Yeah. It's Atkins. Yeah. That's what it is. Dude, I, I actually, well, so there was a, I put on, you know, Facebook is the devil, obviously, but I put a, a, a link to a, an article that said people that are saying they're gluten, that gluten, they're celiac. It's such a small population of celiac, actual celiacs that basically said the gluten free thing is kind of BS. Dude, the backlash I got on Facebook, I mean, Apparently, everybody I know has gluten tolerance issues. And I'm like, but that's not what science says, I guess. <laughs> Mike, science doesn't matter. I, yeah, and there's no climate change either. So what are you going to do, right? Science so. doesn't matter. Oh, it does not. It does not because gluten. I am pro-gluten. <laughs> I'm pro-climate change. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, if it stays like 75 degrees in the summer here and we keep getting this rain, I'm kind of pro-climate change too. Dude, that lake was that lake it on was, Saturday was higher than I've seen it ever. Oh, the lake was, on Sunday was, I swear, I did this race last year. It was 200 yards closer. Yeah. The, the, oh, it, yeah. Was, it was phenomenal. So, all, all so, the lakes are so almost the full. trip to T1 wasn't as far as I told those folks it was. <laughs> it was still a long way. So I oh, think I wait, had a 12-minute T1. Wait, the, we're sorry about you, California. We're we're very sorry about that. We're we're too busy drinking our water here. Crazy. It's because all the pot smoking. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's what it's, about the... it's God punish them for gay marriage. I'm sure. Oh jeez. Did we just stop? Oh, then, then what's we... the problem with Colorado? <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. No, they have snow melt. Um, okay, <clears throat> the other another douchebag is anyone who swims over me. <laughs> you are a douche. <laughs> I dare you. How dare you beat me up in the water? Yeah, don't don't swim over me. Don't swim over people. Come on, guys. They're, so in my how do you feel about those that defend themselves against those people? Are they douchebags too? No, those are people that are and they, they there's a there's a castle doctrine think, in Texas. I think, so. oh, that's right. <laughs> I think those people are awesome. So um, I have two stories. So I was at uh, USAT training for the USAT certification, um, my first one, and the the guy teaching the swim portion, you know, they do a swim, a bike, a run, a nutrition, you know, how to write a plan, that kind of thing. It's pretty, it's good. It's good, you know, the basics of being a coach. And this guy is teaching in the swim. He says, I teach my people in open water to start right in the middle and fight as hard as you can to get through everybody. And then you're going to have open water because basically you're thrashing around and clearing out the area Hmm. like a mosh pit, if you will. And 
my jaw was in my lap. I mean, because if you can't swim, as a guy that's been in one or two fights in my life, they don't last very long no. for a reason. Because either someone gets knocked out or someone's sleeping because mm-hmm. they're tired. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sitting there listening to this guy, and I'm like, raise the hand. I went, um, are you telling me to tell newbies about open water swimming to get in the middle of the fight? And then that should clear out some space for you because there's no rules in there. And he goes, well, that's what I tell mine. I said, how many people actually fire you as a coach? <laughs> that's, a, that's the worst advice. I'm, I'm in the middle of this class with, I mean, I don't know anybody. There's 50 people in there. And I went, that's literally the worst advice I've ever heard in the history of swim options. And he, I mean, everyone just turned and looked at me like I'm the, I'm the jerk. And I'm like, I said, and I, I said the same thing. Have you ever been in a fight? 30 seconds. You got 30 seconds to a minute of a real fight before everything goes pear shaped. And you're telling people who can't swim to jump in the middle of a fight at the beginning of a race. Are you out of your flipping minds? No. Yeah. Not not a good path. I sent I sent an email to the USAT saying this guy's probably not the best option for you. He, he's no longer he's no longer teaching them that class. Um, I asked that question because uh, I get asked a lot and I've had it happen. What happens if they're grabbing your feet? Well, kick kick them. Yeah, just tell them kick one, kick real hard one or two times. They won't they won't grab your feet anymore. <laughs> well, so. honestly, I mean, if you're out there and you need to grab someone's feet, and it, like Mike says, if you need to grab my feet and pull me back, first of all, there's gonna be backlash. Oh, to that. <laughs> but second of all, there will be hell to pay. There will, there will be consequences and repercussions. <laughs> again, it's first of all for me, I'm doing this because I, it's fun. Right. And mm-hmm. I'm not going to grab someone and yank them down or push them down in the water so that I can be 1.3 seconds faster. On I my haven't s- have a ha- I haven't really. I've had people grab from time to time, but I never have thought it was on purpose. I've, I've been, I've people been have pushed told down. Me that, someone that grabbed my ankle in Austin before. and it was they wrapped their hand around my ankle. I just don't understand what you think you're going to get. I, I was pushed down. I had someone pushed down on my shoulders. Like, yeah. And it's one thing if you're swimming and you rub. I mean, that happens. I get that. But this guy, like, got up, and he was using me as a launching pad, essentially, and pushed me down. And I reached up and grabbed whatever the hell I could and pulled back down. I mean, I mean, it because this is – and this is when I was a really poor swimmer, so I was even more angry at the time. Right. <laughs> I grabbed whatever I could and pulled him down, and I never saw the guy again, but – uh, it goes back to another story where. Did you have a handful of neoprene? Or I had a handful of something. Oh, okay. I don't know what I grabbed, but I didn't see the guy again. Mm. Um, but the, the that happened. Hopefully, it wasn't his junk. The the same the same race I was telling you where the the guy's like, hey, I was trying to catch that fat guy, and you know that that race. Mm-hmm. So I'm getting ready and I'm freaking out because open water swim. I'm still pretty new to this, and you know I'm trying to get focused. And I'm the, the swim is what bothers me the most because I just you know, and these two guys behind me is like, look at all these newbies here, blah blah blah, and they're mm-hmm. they're the douchebags. And I'm sure they had their shirt off too. I can't remember. And they were talking about all these newbies, all these newbies. And he's like, man, I'm getting my way. I'm swimming over him. And I heard that. And I'm, you know, I'm already kind of edgy as it is. And I turned and said, if you swim over me, you're not finishing this race. And he laughed. I went, no, I'm dead effing serious. I look back, both of them moved the other side of the beach. (laughs) So last year I'm standing beside a guy and this is my first, I don't know if it was my first open water swim, like in competition is for the X 50. And this guy standing beside me, and you could tell he was one of those DBs. Yeah. And he's like, "Gotta pee in my wetsuit. It's uh, tradition." And I looked at him. I'm go, "You literally race. just peed in your wetsuit?" And he's like, "I do it every race." Oh, I'm like, good lord! All right, I'm not gonna do it. I see nothing wrong with that. There's person. nothing wrong with peeing you in your wetsuit, but the announcement. Oh uh, yeah. You don't have to announce it. Yeah, you can keep that with yourself. <laughs> but um, he was very proud of it. 
I'm, I'm bothered by people that have the gallon jug of water. Why? And carry it around with them to drink. All day, you mean? Yeah, that bothers me. I That's yeah. just, that may be a personal thing. I, I see that at the gym all the time with the guy that has yeah. one that's always like red and then one that's like regular water and they carry two jugs around and I'm like. What's the difference? I don't know. Well, I, I just, I, I can't handle it. I know, I know the guy you're talking about. This yeah. Is, this is a gym guy. Yeah. Well, it's a whole nother. Animal. Does one have electrolytes in it? Yeah. Uh, well, no. Yeah, probably. you gotta have your electrolytes. Probably got his pump powder in the water. Oh. Um, oh, the guy selling the next best, best thing. The guy that's telling you, oh no, this extract of a, you know, Wasp. whale's, a whale's tooth nice. is the next best thing in triathlon endurance. That. If- if you take that extract, you will get gills. You, you will. You will not only swim faster, but you'll be able to sing like a bird underwater. No, it's it's the guy. Those guys that are always selling. So here's one of the. This is part of part and partial of having your own business. I have people reach out to me, almost daily, selling the newest hydration, the newest recovery, the newest this, and it's just like, okay, yeah, send me the science. I don't really have science behind it, but we know it works because this one guy in your neighborhood uses it. Okay, so I'm going to go over here, like, to the Gatorade, uh, what is it, the yeah. CSSI yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to go to that and see what they do. And those results seem to be pretty solid, not the There's 10 some... people in your in your group that are just happen to be all-world athletes. There are actual scientists yeah. at that place. Oh, and my it goodness. And... The guy selling it and then the guy that swears by it. So there is this. there's this one guy. Well, people are dogmatic and on that stuff too. So when I was training for Coeur d'Alene, there was this, this coach who was selling these, um, like they were through, um, not Avocare, but one of those Avocare type things. Mm-hmm. And this bar was meant to burn nothing but fat. It would turn your body into a fat burning machine. So we are going to destroy the Krebs cycle and everything <laughs> else that exists yeah, in human physiology. Because of, this, because of this bar. And so he was selling these and it was, you know, that was... There was a girl that I know that was an amazing swimmer, decent cyclist, and a pretty decent runner. And she was convinced that this was what she was going to use for the entire the entire thing because it would just burn all fat. She got shut down after the bike, and her body said, we're kind of done with whatever you're eating. And this guy was selling it and selling it. He was selling it to everybody. And everybody was buying it left and right. He gave me a, he gave me a box to try for training. And I was like, it didn't work for me. I mean, I, I needed like food. And, you know, I said, eh, maybe there's something to it. It doesn't work for me, you know. This guy is always, this guy, he's a local guy, is always selling the newest thing. And it's just like, man, there's no shortcuts, guys. There's just not. I mean, if, if there was, everyone would be using it. It wouldn't be the surprise, you know, you're the only one that knows the secret now. Well, here's how I, I look at this stuff. I mean, maybe, even with science, you get some incremental gains. But if you look at the first guys that did Iron Man, they were packing like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and Mm -hmm. all sorts of stuff. And they were riding the bike in their bike shorts and an old 10 speed, you know, or not. They were riding their bike in speedos on a, on a steel bike. Right. In uh, (laughs) yeah. Granted they're, you know, they're not, they're going 13 hours, not nine, like not eight and a half. But I would be happy to go 13 hours. Sure. I really would. And so that's what I'm saying is the vast Mm -hmm. majority of, the, the, the meaty part of that bell curve is people that maybe don't need to look at all this crazy stuff. So last year when I went to up to Gatorade, I met Chris Lee for the first time. Chris Lee is the only pro on the Gatorade team. and um, Super just, nice guy. A super nice guy. Like the nicest professional athlete I've ever met. And I've met a couple of them. And so he's, he's a really cool dude. And I just asked him, you know, because – 
last year especially, I think this year things have gotten to be, you know, people are kind of back this year to, okay, we got to keep this thing simple and you need electrolytes, you need carbs, you need, you know, you need the basic things. But last year there was a lot of conversation around, um, you know, fat as a fuel and how do you run fat adapted and or do triathlon fat adapted. Chris is like, no, man, I just, I don't eat Gatorade, drink Gatorade every single day. But when it comes to long training days and work and, and my, my races, I do, I keep it simple. I give my body what it needs. Yeah. And then after I'm done, I give it, I give it nutrients to recover it, itself. But yeah, people, there's always a new gimmick, you know, especially in nutrition because right. supplements aren't regulated. Right. So, you know, they'll get somebody in Utah because that's where a lot of supplements are made. Just to start making up a new formulation of this or that, they've changed. They'll change one thing, and all of a sudden, it's gonna it's gonna be this earth shattering earth shattering thing. There's a documentary on um, bigger, was, stronger, faster. Yeah, yeah. You saw that? I saw that. So like they literally <clears throat> that the guy that the guy was steroids. steroids? Yeah. yeah, I've seen it too. So and then his brother wasn't, and they literally started a supplement company. They and hired they hired they, migrant workers. Yeah, yeah. Hourly workers slapped a a neat picture on the side and, and put an ad in one of the periodicals was it, was it amino acids or something like that it was amino acids or something like that but he basically said that out of the raw materials that were in there it was like 35 cents yeah and they were selling it for 30 dollars a bottle yeah yeah that's the whole industry is that way for the most part it's really hard it's hard to find stuff that's good you know it's really hard so yeah What's so next? that was it all right, so this is actually for a buddy of mine that owns a shop here. Um, <laughs> fast age groupers that think that because they're fast, all the shops should just give them free shit. Like what? Hold on. I'm fast. No, wait a minute. So you're a fast age grouper. Yeah. You're fat. You're good at your hobby. You're 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 the best stamp collector there is and by far. And you want free stamps. So so Trent, give me shit because or I'm fast. Or three thousand dollars zip yeah. wheels. Give me free stuff because um, this is not. By the way, this is not. Um, this is also one of those. It's not specific to triathlon. So I played travel softball, like a lot, and humble brag. No, it's not because it, it, I wasn't that good at it. But <laughs> but I got to play, and there's a just ton of people in that that's that that are that way too. You, we talked about this before. We, yeah, we rugby people, people yeah. are probably the same way. When I just if you got and what's bad, what's bad now is these people are making babies. And so they're come, they'll come and they'll think they could, that their kid is good at baseball. Their kid's playing travel baseball. So you should give him a, a free custom glove because if he wears your glove, then every kid on the team will wear a glove, for example. And, and by the way, I have a custom baseball glove company that I, I, I do that. And I've, I've given two gloves away and never once have, has it translated into oh, something the, else. Oh, the ROI on that. It's, is, it's it, ridiculous. And there's this whole – my kid's good. He's been hitting – He's been hitting sliders since he was four, so give him a glove or give him a bat or whatever. It's it's pervasive in in our society. I think along on everything. Give me, give me, give me, because I'm good, and you owe it to me because I'm good. And some it's gotten so bad that they won't even offer you anything in return. So all you have to really do is challenge them and say, "What's the value? What's in it for me if I right. give it to you?" Right. Like, and if if I own one of these shops, like if I'm Trent, for example, Tri Shop, one of these guys walks in here big time, me, hey dude. What's in it for me? Yeah. 
Well, so that's what and we've had that conversation. And, you know, so one of the things that I really like about TriShop is that they work with all the clubs mm-hmm. and they all get the same discount. Our club, arguably, arguably the largest club in the Metroplex. I mean, we have and by a lot now. We have the most coaches. We have the most stuff to offer him in ROI. It's like we're just if we're exclusive, and he says, "I don't want exclusivity. I want people to come here because they know they're going to get good quality, and we're going to take care of them. That's what I want, right?" So these guys that are like fast. So I'll wear your colors if if you uh, you know give me free stuff, and they're like, "So you being fast, how does that how does that make people want to come to my shop?" Like, what does that do? I, he, he he does all this stuff for coaches because the coaches know that they come to the shop and then they're going to tell their clients, hey, this is a really good shop. Mm-hmm. He does stuff for the community because people go, hey, this guy does a lot of good stuff. for This this location does a lot of good stuff for the community. We don't just give away free stuff to people. And there's other shops that just they just keep giving and giving and giving. And there was a shop, uh, Pearl Izumi store in uh, Fort Worth. Fort Worth, yeah. Still there. And, well, the previous owner... Wally's a great dude. I mean, he was a great dude. And he did, and he gave, and he gave, and he gave. And the 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 tri club that was involved at the time just took. There was mm-hmm. no they they went to got when they went to go buy their bikes, they went to Richardson Bike Mart. They went to Colonel's Bike. When they went to go buy their gear, they went to Richardson Bike Mart. And then bikes bicycles inc. They never there was no loyalty there because I just get free stuff from those guys. It's great. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's the thing. That's what bothers me about those guys is because they're the ones taking and making it harder for like clubs like ourselves where we can actually show an ROI. We mm-hmm. have advertisement. We have a podcast, essentially. We have uh, Facebook followers. We have, I mean, we have we have an ROI. Yeah. We have a place to voice your opinion. But these fast age groupers come in there and they've, they've been giving and giving and giving so long they're, they're, they're burned out. Yeah. And, and, the, and it goes back to the, the age grouper that's trying to be a pro. There was a there was a uh, apparently there was an article I haven't I haven't seen it yet on one of the other forums out there, uh, the internet magazines. I don't want to send people there and you know whatever, but in that forum there was a girl that was interviewed or or on the forum that said she was a pro that passed somebody in New Orleans passed a, a couple of pro guys and said, why are you even trying to be a pro? I just got you just got passed. How, why are you even trying you to be a pro? You just got chicked by an age grouper. And it, it was so funny because it was like, that was so like on point. And these guys, you know, we talked about this before with the pro po- podcast. These guys are destroying our, the sport that are 1,200, 1,200 pros in Ironman. 1,200. There's 125 in the PGA Tour. Yeah. Okay. 1,200 pros. That means Ironman sponsorship opportunities. All these pros are getting, instead of having a million dollars to give to, hundred people they have a million dollars to give to twelve hundred people so everybody gets five bucks a piece and you're not and you're not uh you're not helping the sport you're not helping yeah. you're hurting the sport because these guys get burned out they give they keep giving money thinking that there's gonna be some ROI and they never establish how they're gonna get that return on investment. How are you going to help me sell my product? And uh, yeah I think people that I think take it's a it's a it's a huge deal I think the way you brought it up. I mean listen there's no free rides. No I don't care if you can run a six-minute mile. Yeah. I could give a shit less. And if you walk in there and you're and asking for a handout and, you know, it just you look like an idiot. Yeah. You really do. Well, and, and, and especially if you have nothing to offer. Like but you nothing. know what? The, the shop is the idiot that gives them the stuff. Yeah, too. for sure. The one that does give that, in. That, I mean, that, that rewards bad behavior. Anyway, so you're a douchebag. If you're fast and you think you deserve <laughs> free stuff just because you're fast. No one's going to buy the wheels, the zip wheels that you're carrying because you got them for free 
people will buy the zip wheels because they are the best wheels or they've done their research mm-hmm. or you know and this is not a promotion for zip wheels but we're looking for sponsorship opportunities. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I would like some zip wheels. I make me faster, and that yes. will actually be a better advertisement. Anyways, um, yeah. So that covers most of that group. Oh, then just general, general training. People who wear earbuds on the on a bike ride, stop it. Just stop. Just don't. You're gonna get yourself and everyone else hurt. Yeah, don't don't wear earbuds. And I, I know it's important to listen to music. Um, don't. Um, if you're on a trail that is frequented by cyclists. And this is this is not trying to be funny. There was a girl killed two years ago that was wearing earbuds that turned on the trail and got hit at 20 miles an hour by a cyclist. She couldn't hear him. She couldn't. She didn't look back. She was just listening to her music and turned and got absolutely killed. And it's just, you guys got to be careful with that. That's, that's not D-bag. That's just dangerous. Um, people running on the wrong side of the road. Mm. Why do they do that? Because well, because they're running with traffic. They th- that's what I mean. You wait a minute. What what what's the right side of the road you're on? You run against traffic. Yeah. If you're on the road. If you're on the if, if you're, you're on, on an actual street. If you're on the sidewalk, you just run. You could run wherever you want. Yeah. But if you're running on a road, you run against traffic. It's safety, hundred percent. Why Why are you running on the road? Because some I mean. Well, we don't have sidewalks well, over here. Over here, like one block over, there are no sidewalks. Yeah. We don't have sidewalks in my neighborhood. Yeah, so run against <laughs> the neighborhood do you live in? We're not rich <laughs> like you, Randy. <laughs> we Randy, have sidewalks, Randy's sidewalks and eight, street lands. Sidewalks. Randy's sidewalks are eight feet wide. <laughs> sidewalks paved with gold. Dude, they're they're that wide South- for the golf court. For the golf carts <laughs> over in South Lake, they do have like... Well, you point your mic, he lives in Colleyville. I live in Seatown, baby. <laughs> there's like eight foot sidewalks over there. Yeah. There's and only, only on the rich people. I'm on the South Side. Of Holla. I'm not South there. Side? Yeah, I'm representing. I live, no, dude, I, I seriously live in the uh, slums of heritage. Shut up, you. We know better. Slums of heritage. It is. It's the um, I think that's, oh, <laughs> this is funny. So this makes me giggle because I'm that guy. This is me. I'm pointing the finger at me. It's the guy who doesn't wear a heart rate monitor and the guy that always wears a heart rate monitor. You're both equally D-bags <laughs> because sometimes it's okay just to go without. Like we had this joke. I, my heart rate monitor wasn't picking up on my last bike ride. Um, I need a new battery, and my the one of the guys I ride with, he goes, "Oh man, that means this workout doesn't count." <laughs> my swim apparently didn't count yesterday. Uh oh, the GoPro just yeah. blinked at us. We just lost GoPro. Yeah, so that that's that's actually just a funny one to me because there's people that swear I will never wear a heart rate monitor because I can go by feel. I, 100%. I have, you know what? I have a battery somewhere I can give you before you leave. No, I got one. I'm good. So yeah, I uh, I'll keep my battery then faster. <laughs> One of my very few workouts that I did last week, <laughs> I noticed because I tried to run by to, feel. You might want to step it up. I'm, I'm I, just I, saying. I, I, yeah, I'm going to. There's a. Uh, I'm going to put. Are you going to do Austin? Maybe. Hmm. I'm going to put stuff on a spreadsheet. Solid. It's a solid no. <laughs> <laughs> if I can get um trained. If I can get the it comped, I'll go. Comped. Oh, good lord! I'm kidding. Call Iron Man. I'm kidding. Um. Oh. Oh, you're Randy. Randy. Are yes, the, sir. Randy, are you the Messman? Randy? You get, you get the VIP tent. Are you the Randy Messman from Keller, Texas? <laughs> That's right. Oh. From the slums of heritage? I, com- slums I of completely heritage. forgot who you were. We'll start a GoFundMe for you, and we'll see if we can get you into Austin. All right. Well, um, Sorry, dogpiling. I have a question. Yeah. We each, because we just called a bunch of people out, right? Nobody in particular, but... We each have to now point out what our biggest douchebag move was has been in, in an endurance setting. You know what my biggest douchebag move is? No. I 
I sometimes come unprepared for things. No, that doesn't count. No, that no, doesn't no. Matter. I'm not talking about training. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about like hydration. I'm talking rides about rides to Ironman. What what will cause the guy next to you? In do you know what mine is? Transition to say what a douchebag. Okay. Do you know what mine is? What? And it's because I'm a coach. I want to coach everybody. Oh, you're, you're doing the, what? I'm that the, guy. You're the guy. I'm that oh. guy. I'm that guy. Like, oh, you did what? Oh, that's silly. No, I don't. I don't. I don't say that. But I'm like, <laughs> you know. So it's funny because um, one of my athletes that I think we talked about two weeks ago. He did. He did Boston, and he was talking to. We were talking about the the value of having consistency versus having big volume. And he was talking to these people about their uh, their training, and this guy. And he said, "I'm sitting there walking through the corral, getting all excited about Boston." And he said, "If you've never seen it, it's apparently amazing." And everybody's high fiving me. He said, "My adrenaline's going." And I'm listening to these guys next to me, and they're like, "Yeah, I only got six twenty mile runs in." And, th- and my guy got, you know, one thirteen mile run in, you know. <laughs> and he, but he's just been so consistent over time that he just he threw down three hundred five because that's what he does. And we were just talking about it and everything. He said, "You know, it's just, I just I want to tell them." You don't need that much volume, you know. And he he beat these guys, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't. You don't need this much volume." But I'm the same way. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I only got 100 mile ride in. Really, I got an 80 mile ride in. I'm that guy. That's me. I'm I'm the I'm I'm the uh, I, I want to correct them. <laughs> I just want you don't have to do that. Hey, I'm a Mike Mike Sexton uh, devotee when it comes to lower volume <laughs> training. Yeah, but I consistency. Think, I you think, missed a part of it. I think the uh, I think the the reasoning for that is slightly different. <laughs> yeah, the, you, you need to think about the, uh, the the consistency bit. That's where <laughs> incremental gains, Bubba. So my um, my probably one of my largest douchebag moves has actually been calling out douchebags. This is probably yeah. That, this may be my high point now. I uh, I have been at a race and seen douchebaggery <laughs> and have not been shy about pointing it out. And then later realized I kind of look like a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of, well, actually this podcast, but makes that us look like the person I called out. Yeah. Well, yeah, we probably are coming across. <laughs> it's fun. And you know what? Some of this stuff needs to be said. Yeah. And it's just joking. I mean, there's a, honestly, we don't, but I did realize though that mm, probably could have done that a different way or <laughs> might've wanted to keep that to myself Where's or my maybe use voice? my inside voice. Yeah. <laughs> Can you give us an example? Uh, hey, you doing 35-pound curls. <laughs> You're doing it wrong. That would have been a good one. I, and notice, I must have grown. Because this is the thing, the, the particular race I'm thinking of was a couple of years ago. And so I would I would have probably said something to 35-pound curls two years ago. <laughs> but I just, I just looked at him and just shook my head in disgust. <laughs> and then walked away. Uh... I think the guy, if I remember right, just had his um, had his stuff strewn all over transition, and he was on the rack behind me, and he's running around like he owns the place. And I'm a bit of a transition Nazi. It's like keep your shit in your space because it can throw everybody else's race yeah. off. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your stuff tucked under the wheel, under you know the, your down tire, and keep your bag behind it out of the way. This guy just had stuff everywhere. Balloons on the ra- on the rail, which I don't care. I mean, that's not in my way. They didn't allow that yesterday. They made um, a big deal about that. But, you know, just his stuff was everywhere. And I'm like, and, he, and again, he's he's running around, where's the water? You know, real demanding. He, the guy's just an overall D-bag. Um, but the thing that got me to say something was just, dude, you got to clean up your shit. <laughs> Literally, I told him. Do not you leave gotta it clean up. You can't leave us like this. 
who the hell do you think you are? I go, I'm just on this rack over here, and I'm the guy that's going to kick that thing to the end of the aisle <laughs> if you don't move it. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, but again, then I thought about, and then, you know, some people at the rack next to me are kind of looking at me now. It's like, you know, maybe he's got a point, but maybe he should have went about it a different way. But I just don't, like, it's a, it's a very communal sport. Like you're, you're, you have small spaces you have to put your, your stuff in yeah. and you have to like keep your stuff. Like, I don't know. It's just be aware, be self-aware Yeah, and have a little bit. I understand you're competing, going to win, but like you're not competing for who can make the biggest mess of transition like that there's not a medal for that like actually most likely if you actually are competing and, and possibly going to win you're not going to make a mess right. you, you, you're you're going to have a pair of tennis shoes a pair of bikes shoes exactly. a helmet and a t-shirt you're going to keep it super or simple a helmet and sunglasses and you're done exactly. what's well, interesting that was my that was a debat that was a one of the, I've I've had several of benchmark debat moments yeah. in in my life of course that we all have but that's one that sticks out in my mind from an endurance perspective. Yeah, I think I think Randy has a point that this may be our perennial or, or what's it the the top d bag <laughs> moment of this actual podcast because <laughs> I'm sure people are going, what a bunch hey, of that's that's me. Yeah, yeah. But this is all for fun, and we don't. I mean, dude, don't take yourself so seriously. This is that's what I'm saying. This is like a community theater. Yeah, <laughs> it really. Is. So I, if you're the best actor in community theater. <laughs> <laughs> you probably are never going to get noticed and never going to break that Oscar is not happening as the Emmy really the... damn it damn it but I have a really good voice you do you have I, a voice for radio I have a face for radio too it's good it's irony do you, you, do you want me to sing Les Mis here is that what y'all want I dare you no. I'd be really disappointed if okay that um, what else we got anything um, I want to rant rant oh, oh the yeah. rant the, fi- the final the Randy rant. rant let me let me sit back and get comfortable <laughs> Rant, right. The rant of man. We we need some Randy rant music. <laughs> I wish he's we ranting, did. He's ranting. He's ranting. Um, people that feel that they can park wherever they want to as long as there's orange cones involved, which includes but is not limited to <laughs> the bike lane. When I actually get out on my bike, uh, or any type of lawn professionals oh i hear you just park so you're talking about like the at&t guy who wrote who run up and just put the car literally they'll stop in the middle of the lane they'll take up a whole lane with and there'll be like one orange cone and then there's people skidding and trying to we don't have bike lanes yeah dude there are we're poor there's a few (laughs) where i'm from over Somewhere over the rainbow. And I almost said something to Let's some nice painters. Let's be nice living in Vaquero. <laughs> I wish I was rich. <laughs> I live in Fort Worth, pal. <laughs> yeah, but way north Fort Worth. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I'm with you. Like, I, I actually wish we had bike lanes. Like, oh. it sucks. So, well, there's no rhyme or reason, too, because the bike lanes that we do have just arbitrarily end. That's true. So, yeah, like, you have a lane up by you yeah. on the Brown Trail. Oh, what's it a quarter mile long? <laughs> so listen, so this is, and this has nothing to do with anything. And people in California feel free to tune out because y'all have bike lanes everywhere, and you're like, Whoa. we have water, so yeah, <laughs> boom, um, and game set. <laughs> but but okay, so in Colleyville, there's this like three or four mile stretch of road. Okay, Colleyville is inside as a suburb inside of this these other suburbs, and it's a two lane road, Glade Road. And they had this initiative to fix Glade Road from a two-lane to like a two-lane with roundabouts and turn lanes and paved sidewalks on both sides. 
so that people can ride their bikes and walk and run and all that. Like, you know, healthy living kind of stuff. Well, Colleyville is a bunch of olds. Like, they're all they're all dying and going away. He means old people. Yeah, but they're olds. Mike is anti-old people. I, I love old people. I just don't want them to ruin my civic uh, my civicness. Anyways. Or, or to drive. <laughs> so, there's this initiative that affects about 100 people on Glade Road. There's 24,000 people in Colleyville. This would allow us to have trails. This would allow mm-hmm. us to build into future trails, hopefully, and make people healthier. And people give, are in an uproar, aren't they? Oh, my God. The well, 100 people. It's, it's the olds that, that actually vote. That, by the way, vote. That that vote are like, how much is this going to cost? It's going to take how many years? You're going to be dead by then. What does it matter? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, dear. And, and, it's, and it's, so there's this initiative. So they send out this email, or they send out this mailer, and it's like this real nice six-page deal about how they're stealing people's land and killing all these trees because these are like, you know. Are you serious? Yes. And I got this the other day, and I'm reading it. And so then I go, I started doing research because I'm like, wow, this is, I mean, they're talking about eminent domain. They're going to take all these people's serious lands. Serious business. And I'm thinking the whole time, I'm like, man, it would be so nice to have a safe bike trail that allowed me to get from here to here without impeding traffic or possibly getting hit by a car okay and mm. dude it is nothing but a, a, a full-on battle a full-on battle about this and you're, you're you're going back and forth this guy's telling us this guy's telling us that they're stealing our money they're stealing our land it's going to cost all this money you look at the plans it's like three years mm-hmm. cost five million dollars it's going to take 10 years and 20 million yeah. Nowhere in any of the city council does it say that. They actually have, you know, look, this is for people to be safe. Well, somebody put a, put a little rant, an old an old on Facebook put a, put a rant about, why do they even care about bike lanes? We don't need bike lanes for the handful of cyclists in Colleyville. And I'm like, um, I make a living in the cycling world. Let me assure you, there are more than a handful. There's more than five of us that are rolling around here. I, ro- I roll with 20 of them. You know, it's like, are you kidding me with this? Well, not only that, but I mean, it's just safety issues. Take it. Why Dude, not? I, I got, I got a broken bone and had to have surgery because an idiot in a car, and I was riding where I was supposed to, on the street. Yeah. And I, I'm a little gun shy. Where sure you have a right to, by the way. Yeah. You you you. Have I the have same just rights. as many rights as the people driving vehicles. Which brings us to the next douchebag I forgot about. What? The cycling douchebag that doesn't pay attention to the rules of the road that oh, make the rest of us look yeah, bad. Blows right through red lights. Red lights, sp- just speeding through and like so cutting I didn't traffic. tell you what happened to me after the uh, open water swim a couple, three weeks ago, did I? Uh-uh. Rebecca was, we were all riding together. And she had stopped for something. So, and I, I tried to do a pretty good job of, I'll surge a little bit and ride at my pace and then I'll wait and and Rebecca was back there somewhere. And I think she stopped with the restroom or something because she I didn't see her for like ten minutes. So I keep going. So I'm on my I'm by myself at the very end of the ride. And I'm coming back and I'm on, I turn right off a of dove and I'm coming back into the park. Right. Um I get probably a mile into there and this dude in a pickup with a fishing boat on the back gets a foot off my back wheel and just starts laying on his horn. Oh my. Again, if I'm lying, I'm dying. Laying on his horn, okay? I'm two, I'm first loop. I had to do two loops that day. So I have plenty of Gatorade in my bottle behind me. I grabbed the, he's a, he's a foot off my wheel. I grabbed the Gatorade bottle and just spray down the whole front of his truck. Get him to back off. He's, he backs off, but he's still laying on the horn. Like, what are you going to do? There's, there's, no, there's Mike, no shoulder. There's no Mike, nothing. I could not be farther to the right. <laughs> 
it you know the road it's yeah. one lane each way there's 1500 bikes out there on a saturday yeah. afternoon okay it's not going to be the first one he encounters so and the speed limit is 20 by the way he does it again he gets on my wheel and he's 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 you know laying on his horn there's car now there's cars behind him because he won't go around so i do the bottle trick again um which is bold by the way it pissed him off this time um because the whole front of his truck's orange gatorade (laughs) i mean it's 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 terrible but hey you know you're a foot off my back wheel Anything can happen. You hit me. I'm I'm worse to the wear than you're going to be, right? Mm-hmm. With the exception of the ass kicking you're going to get if you don't. Play. <clears throat> so he comes around and he rolls the passenger window down. His kid's sitting in there, fifteen year old kid, and he's dog cussing me. You you effing bikes! You shouldn't even be out here. What the hell's going on out here? You need to get off the road. I'm trying my bike, dude. D bag. He goes. You pull it over. I go. 10-4. Where are you going? Now I'm pissed. Mm-hmm. You want to pull over? He's not very good at spatial recognition. You, right. You you right. have just you have just lit a candle you need to light. He pulls into the boat ramp, which is a quarter mile up the road. You know, he, of course, he whips around me like a billy badass. With his kid. Kid's in the car, dude. Yeah. 15-year-old kid, which is... Setting a prime example. At 15. Yeah. Kid doesn't stand a chance. Okay. With this father. So what do I do? You wanted me to pull in. I'm pulled in. Now what? He gets out of the truck. Uh, you just you need to be off the road. And I'm like, no. I don't have to be off the road. I go, sir, have you been out here on Saturday? There's 1,500 of me out here today. Yeah. I go, and by the way, the way you behave back there, you're going to hurt one of them. Then you're going to really be in a hurt, in, in a world of hurt. He cursing at me some more. I don't want to tell you everything he said because it's like F-bomb, 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 you piece of diss, this. And I go, this kid's still in the car. I go, you're a P-word. That's what you are. Oh, man. Go, oh, wow. You're just a... Yeah, I go, you, 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 you're in your truck. I'm on a bike. I don't stand a chance. What are you trying to prove? I go, and by the way, your kid's in there. Is this how you want him to act? You don't talk to my kid. I'm not talking to your kid. I'm talking to you about your kid. I'm talking about you about being a father Jeez. and about how to teach somebody a lesson. He goes, I'm calling the cops. I go call them. Oh, my <laughs> goodness. What? You should totally call the cops. I'll I go, call, I go, assault, go ahead and assault. call them. I go, go ahead and call them. I haven't even got off, by the way, I haven't even got off the bike. I'm straddling the top tube of the bike. I'm, I'm leaning on the horn, straddling the bike. I go, go ahead, call him. He starts lying. Of course, he's now he's going to lie. This guy, he's crazy. He's attacking me and spitting on me and... Didn't ever spit on him. I mean, I've been spit on. Did he call the cops? He called the cops. They came out. And wow, I spent I spent thirty minutes with the with the uh, Grapevine PD, and he goes, they, they they both looked at me and goes, oh, he's a road agent. Yeah. I go, yeah. I go, and by the way, I wasn't when he said pull over. I was just going to keep going. I was just trying to go to my jeep, get some more nutrition, get back on my bike ride. When he said pull over, that's when I just made the decision that I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the one guy. That doesn't put up with his shit. Yeah, today. yeah. And then in hopes that he'll never do it again. He goes, well, what do you want to do? I go, what, what are my options? He didn't touch you? I said, no. I go, he's a foot off my back wheel. I sprayed the front of his truck down. Did you spit at him? No, I didn't spit at him. He said he has a weapon. I looked at the cop. I go, I'm wearing Lycra and I'm on a bike. <laughs> you have a we- He said you had a weapon? The guy told the cop I had a weapon. You do. 
You don't talk about it in public. <laughs> I go, so, dude, these people. I mean, it's. I, I don't know. I don't. I still don't know what to think about that interaction. Oh my god! I think it's ridiculous. Andre saw it, came over. You're right. I'm like, yeah, this is what happened, and um, and just the cops are there. They got us kind of separated. And we're not talking to each other, and I'm talking to the cop, and he just walks over and starts making comments. I'm, and so I, what do I do? I go, get back in your car. Just get back in your car. I called him Tommy Tough Nuts. I was being a smart ass. <laughs> um, but cops I'm, like cops were like guys, you know, just cool it. Nobody wants to go to jail. I go, I'm not going to jail. I was sitting here talking to you. He walked over here. He got a reaction. I didn't hit him. The cop just the one cop who's facing me. He, when I call him Tommy Tough Nuts, he just starts laughing. <laughs> the other cop can't. You know, those guys have good self control. So the anyway, grapevine police are actually pretty good. The cops, bad. the grapevine cops are great. Yeah. And, you know, I, I told them, I go, you know, guys, I just, I hope this is the worst thing you have to deal with today because this is some Mickey Mouse BS. Yeah. But it's just, I just don't get it, man. I don't get it. Why people. are they so angry at you riding your bicycle? I'm riding a bike. But people loathe bicyclists. Oh, yeah. I mean, to the point where it causes this irrational behavior. And to what end? What, what happens when you pull over? I mean, what was his pound of flesh? What did he want to get from you? It's the same thing with with all road rage. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, what think about? I think it was Louis C.K. that was saying that he was, you know, where in your world is someone going to like drive and like anger you, and you tell him to go eat a bag of D's or something like that? He's like, <laughs> he goes, he goes, who do, you would never do that like at a grocery store if someone yeah. like cut you off at a on yeah. the way to hey you f you hope you die and what's you know? the difference yeah really if you think about because it because we're enclosed and people think that they have it's just like people you're safer that troll in there. on the internet yeah, yeah. exactly exactly yeah. keyboard cowboys yeah the d bags that are going to be trolling us on this one for sure yeah, but we, yeah. I had a guy honk at me right in front of uh, Keller City Hall right you know where um, Cop, Slicks Cop is go over get him there. yeah no no he didn't. But uh, he honked at me, and then I pulled over, and I had had enough. And I flipped him off, and I yelled at him, and I told him that I was going to hurt him. And he drove <laughs> off. But the thing about it is, I'm I going to hit you with my bicycle. Yeah. <laughs> in my spandex. Yeah. I was in my spandex. I would have kicked some tail right there in front of the. By the way, guys, the just to admit, that wasn't my first. That wasn't the first time I've done that bottle trick. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I thought you were just going to launch a bottle. Yeah, I thought you just uh, threw it at him. Sprayed, I, I have those big 24-ounce bottles, and I emptied an entire bottle on the front of his truck. So that's what he – he's literally that close to my car. That's insane. This. It's literally – you know, he's may not have been a foot, maybe like that off my back wheel. I would have slowed down and just kept slowing down and kept slowing down. But the thing is, down. you don't have brake lights, bro. Uh, no, I mean, you know, I mean, don't hit the brakes. Don't hit the brakes, but yeah, just I wouldn't keep slowing slam. Down. I mean, I, I didn't – I mean, I – had to slay to slow down because I at that point I'm trying to do all these different things so I'm sure I did slow down but not purposefully but yeah I mean I just don't get it man there was a, um, I, a I, again and will bike links fix this I, I don't know because it helps though I mean like when people text and drive they'll end up driving dude, the bike lane you remember when you were when you were riding you were training for I think it was before Canada or maybe before yeah. Maryland but I saw you on the road yeah. and you were on the main road I got right behind him and yeah. I hit the emergency hazards and just followed him the rest of the way till he got until he got to a place own, where he was going to be free. my own personal sag wagon. Yeah, well, the, the, the whole point was because I get it. You know, mm-hmm. there, there's, I mean, there's people that are on 26 that don't get it. And he would, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's such a, dude, what's, the worst thing we're doing is we're going to slow you down by about two two seconds. Yeah. Where you have to go around us. Be, be more aware of what's going, get off your phone, quit texting, 
and looking at the Facebook and Instagramming your food, you know, <laughs> just just pay attention to what's going on and, and you'll see these people ahead of time, you know. But it's my just, plate, it's so it's so paleo. Yeah, it's so paleo because I don't because I don't do gluten. If you're you know? a child though, they would totally give you the widest berth possible. But as as Maybe. an adult on a bicycle, yeah, they love us. It does set us. some people off. Yeah, there's a lot of skateboarding. That's why mountain biking's cool. Want <laughs> to deal with it? I've still not gotten over my fear of the road. I'm gonna go ride this afternoon mm. on the road to try to get over it. But dun, still, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. all right. Well, we wrap. apologize for all that we offended. Yeah, I don't apologize. I think some of the stuff needs to be said, and we were just trying to have fun. Yeah. So. You know, I think we let us know. Let us know who you think the bags are. Yeah, I mean, besides share, us, now. share share your funny stories, <laughs> um, especially if they're about any one of the three of us. Please share. Yeah, those stories. except for me. My name is Randy Messman <laughs> at Try Daily. <laughs> um, couple things, guys. Just again, head out and rate the podcast on iTunes if you don't mind. You doing that would be really great. Um, Check out the Facebook page if you have questions that you want answers uh, or just want some general information from us. Uh, please go to facebook.com slash Octane Athletics. You can get to us there. Probably the easiest place. Um, Mike's at Try Daily Coach on Twitter. Randy is at Rand- Randy Messman on Twitter. I'm at Big Day 4 on Twitter. Um, that's how you get a hold of us if you want to. Um, and then, of course, follow the Amazon link on the webpage for all your Amazon needs, but especially for uh, the Gatorade Endurance stuff because that's an easy way for you to get it. And it's uh, Prime eligible, so free shipping on that if you do it via Amazon. uh, Price is very, very much in line, very fair there, and uh, you can get free shipping if you're Amazon Prime. Uh, With that, we will uh, let you go. You guys got anything? Uh, Yeah, go sign up for uh, Dallas Athletes Racing events. We got the Wounded Warrior uh, Military Mile. And that is June 13th. And they have the... Uh, Wounded Warrior Marath- Half Marathon Half as well. Marathon as well. 14th, and, uh, which is Flag Day and my birthday. Just so go nice. run for my birthday. Happy birthday. And then uh, there's a virtual run. Then you got the disco coming up at the end of June, which is a Sprint Olympic and an X50. X50. And yours truly will be participating. So come on yeah. out and beat me. X50 is a good distance. So one mile swim, 40 mile bike, nine mile run. That's pretty cool. All right, guys. We will... Uh, we will holler at you probably next week. <laughs> <laughs>